Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, indeed, to your Monday Rush Hour. Bo Snurdly with you if you'd like to be part of the program. 800 848 W-A-B-C is the number 800-848-9222. Is it a bailout is one of the questions that we will be dealing with today, of course. The SVB Bank, they should call themselves the SWB Bank, which is would be the Silicon Woke Bank. There are so many stories surrounding this, but of course, investors have been told, depositors have been told that they will be made whole regardless of how much they were insured or not by President Biden. Steve Moore will be with us, the brilliant economist, who is also a host on WABC Radio on the weekends. The brilliant economist, Steve Moore, will join us shortly, and I think I'll save a lot of the stories that we have uh, for him, except to say that this is an example of today's politics. You have President Biden and um, the senator from Massachusetts, Elizabeth Warren, out. She's out wagging her bony little finger, claiming that it's Donald Trump's fault. It's all Trump's fault. It's all Trump's fault. Meanwhile, Barney Frank, who is also... Uh, along with Elizabeth Warren, who put together the Dodd Frank bill, says it's not Donald's. He's not. He's not openly saying it's not Donald's Trump fault. But what he's saying is no. That doesn't. That's not the whole. That's not the story. This story is different than that because these banks were being examined anyway. Anything that happens, it's Donald Trump's fault. And, of course, my reaction to that is, well, you've been in office now going on three years. How come you didn't fix it? If you thought that there was a problem with banking and you thought that Donald Trump Trump did the wrong thing, you've had years. Why didn't you fix it? There are other stories in the news Scott, did you hear about the joke that uh, Mike, that Mike Pence, vice former vice president Mike Pence, told that has the White House all upset? No. Yeah, Karine Jean Pierre is demanding an apology. Now, the last person you ever expect to be in the headlines for telling a joke is Mike Pence. Any joke, right? 
But White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre has called on Vice President, former Vice President Mike Pence, to apologize for the jokes he made about Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg's paternity leave. Here's the joke. Pence said that Buttigieg took maternity leave and everybody else got postpartum depression. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Funny. Ha ha. So hysterical. Okay, that's all right. He's got to, he's got to start somewhere. Okay, okay. Karine <laughs> Jean-Pierre was a fit. The former vice president's homophobic joke about Secretary Buttigieg was offensive and inappropriate, all the more so because he treated women suffering from postpartum depression as a punchline. He should apologize to women and the LGBTQ people who are entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. You know, I know everybody is obsessed with work-life balance these days, and I and I think there's something to be said for that. I, I I'm not against work-life balance, but I think at the point when you have a national office that is you're serving in for maybe four years at the most, you know, is it too much to ask that you focus on that rather than your personal life while you're while you're the Secretary of Transportation? Do we really need to worry about work-life balance for somebody that high up in the chain? I mean, if you're not strong enough to not need all this time off, maybe you shouldn't be doing it, regardless of your sexual preference. Well, I would tend to agree with you, actually, Scott, on that. But here's the other thing. I mean, really, you cannot take a joke, a joke. Pete Buttigieg takes maternity leave and everybody else got postpartum depression. So what? Let it freaking go. It's not a big deal. Just hoping the next joke is better. Thank you. He's warming up. He's warming up. This is his first joke ever. He may never have told a joke (laughs) ever before. (laughs) (laughs) He's got nowhere to go but up. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We are going to take a break because we want to uh, reach Stephen Moore. And let's talk about this uh, Silicon Valley woke bank business. It is not just Silicon Valley Bank. There are 20, 20 other banks that to some degree or another have been affected, but uh, okay. Nobody's collapsing right now. And through magic, no, I'm not taking any Pete Buttigieg jokes. No, thank you. No, thank you. We just say, nope, that's a can of worms we shall leave closed. We will leave the top of that can closed at all times here. I'm not willing to play jack-in-the-box and be surprised by whoever's got a Pete Buttigieg joke. The Russian roulette of uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's play Russian roulette with my career, why don't we? (laughs) WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling, we're coming back. Uh, Steve Moore will join us, and we'll be back right after this. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little 
or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. A heavenly birthday over the weekend, Al Jarreau, the late, great Al Jarreau. Who brings us back here on WABC Talk Radio 77. The Oscars, which of course I didn't watch, <laughs> but but I did see all the stories about uh, uh, what's your name? Um, what's your first name? Uh, Bassett, uh, the actress that was in uh, Wakanda. No, 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 no. Anyway, she was ticked off because Jamie Curtis apparently won one in her category, and she sat down and blah blah blah. Big deal. Anyway, Steve Moore, the the world-renowned economist who has his own show, by the way, here on WABC on the weekends, More Money. Steve Moore, thank you, my friend, for joining us. How are you this afternoon? Hi, Bo. I'm doing well. I'm a little worried about the banking situation. But, yeah, people, we have a great audience for the More Money show on this same station, 1 p.m. every Saturday afternoon. So it's an honor to have this show uh, you know, given the uh, greatness of uh, John Kethamatidis, has really rebuilt this station into the number one radio station in America for talk radio. Absolutely. And we're so glad that you're here with us, uh, Steve. You're a little worried about the banking. Um, a few stories. And let me just get number one. Uh, people want to know, is this a bailout or not? Because magically, <laughs> magically, all the money for the depositors is going to be there. And they're saying no taxpayer money is going to be used, yeah. but I don't understand something about that. If the yeah. government, how does the government have money if not for taxpayers? Yeah, because it prints it. <laughs> it prints okay. It. And then it gets it out. No, look, uh, first of all, let me be very clear about this. Uh, I am nervous about some of these banks, but I want to be crystal clear. I, I don't think we're facing some kind of, you know, mass, you know, uh, bank failure or anything like that. People can, if you have a, a deposit of less than $250,000, it is insured in your bank. So I don't want people <laughs> feeling, you know, excessively frightened. I do think that there could be other banks that fail like the Silicon Valley Bank because they've made a lot of dumb uh, decisions. What's going on here is that, you know, the, we've got the Biden administration came in and spent trillions and trillions of dollars and borrowed trillions and trillions of dollars. And the Fed had to react to that by raising interest rates, because if you pour all that money into the economy, you're going to get inflation like we had and still have over the last 18 months. And so um, when those inflation rates went up, the interest rates went up, right? And so a lot of these banks made uh, really bad arbitrage decisions on um, buying and selling bonds. And that's what put this Silicon Valley, Valley Bank into its current problems. Now, 
I want to make this also crystal clear. When Joe Biden said it was either this morning or yesterday, don't worry, taxpayers are not going to put the bill for this. That's nonsense. Who is going to build, put the bill? Martians? I mean, if the federal government bails out a company or a bank, where else could the money come from? <laughs> I mean, That's what I was wondering. You're going to pay for it. it. It's coming out of your and my pockets. And I'm sorry, I have a problem with that. People who may, you know, put two million dollars into an account and now they want you and me to pay for it if the uh, if they can't if the bank doesn't have the money. I, I have a real problem with that. I think a lot of people have a real problem with that. But uh, so, what about the bank's um, uh, financial risk assessment? People didn't. Don't they have someone working on risk assessment for the bank that could have said, hey, guys, uh, heads up, we, we've got some trouble down the road. We better deal with this right now. Shouldn't the yeah. bank have had, had, had been aware that it had these problems earlier? We don't really know enough yet. The answer to your question, of course, is yes. <laughs> they should have realized they had a problem. But uh, we don't exactly know what happened inside the bank. Did they know about this? Did they try to cover it up? Uh, what happened is they tried to, you know, borrow two billion dollars from Goldman Sachs and other companies, and that's when the alarms went off that there was something wrong with this, with this bank. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and you also know, I'm sure, Abo, that they invested all this money in this green energy crap and all these woke companies that didn't pay off too well. And this is why I have a big problem with the government mandating. Of what's called ESG. Are you familiar with ESG, Bo? Oh, of course I am. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So this was also billions of dollars of the bank's money went in the ESG projects. And guess what? Those don't pay off too well. Yes. The Yes. Yes. The environmental and social governance. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Now, exactly. Now, let's also take talk one more moment about risk assessment, because over the weekend we learned the Jay Espera, the boss of the fi- of the fiscal risk management at yep. the United uh, United Kingdom branch, has been spending her time instead of doing assessment on the on the company's uh, position, financial position, um, spent time dealing with the 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 month long pride campaign that the bank put together. <laughs> Right. She, she said her efforts. I, mean, I shouldn't become... be laughing because, but that, I had not heard that story before. But it doesn't surprise me. I mean, the problem with this is a problem at writ large with all major American companies now. They have diversity officers. They have you know gay pride people. They have you know uh, where's your transgender bathrooms and all of these things. And I'm not look. I'm not. <laughs> those things may not be important. What I'm saying is those don't have anything to do with the profits and losses of the company. And there, I think this is a problem with a lot of American companies is they become diverted from their purpose, which is to, you know, provide jobs and make uh, profit for the shareholders. Well, the, this again, let me just go a little bit further into this because this was what she was doing. She said, and in addition to instituting the bank's first safe space catch-up, which encouraged employees to share their coming-out stories and serving on LGBTQ panels around the world, she spent her time over the last year serving as director for diversity role models and volunteering as a mentor for migrant leaders. I feel privileged to co-chair LGBTQ and, and ERG and help spread awareness of lived queer experiences, partner with charitable organizations, and above all, create a sense of community for our LGBTQ employees and allies. Okay, so you got that. The board of directors, apparently, 
was also obsessed with diversity. They invested five billion of the bank's dollars for a healthier planet. In addition to all of that, this is what I what I think is really egregious in light of the fact that we're now going to be bailing them out. Silicon Valley Bank employees received their annual bonuses on Friday, hours before the government took it over. They handed out bonus checks. Also, we learned that the uh, the stockholders that worked in the company sold their stock. They knew what was coming. They sold out. They cashed out. They made good. And now we're stuck. The American taxpayer, despite what Joe Biden says, is charged with with um, filling in the gaps here. Well, you know, from all those things that that you said, and I'm aware of some of those stories and not aware of some of the others, uh, something uh, smells amiss here, doesn't it? It's foul play. And the idea that bonuses were given out a few days before, oopsie-daisy, we're losing money and we need a federal bailout, that, that's outrageous. That's almost you a know, few like, hours um, before, you know, not even days, what, Steve, a few hours before the government moved in to take before. it out. They handed out bonus checks. Right. And it's exactly what, you know, fraudsters do, you know, and uh, so I, I find that to be outrageous. And I think Americans should. And before a penny of taxpayer money goes into this, though, there should be a clawback on those bonuses and, and these other things. Now, I want to make one other quick point about all this ESG stuff, because you're right. This is diverting the attention away from what the companies are supposed to be doing, which is running a bank. Um, you aware, Bo, that uh, Joe Biden is now basically um, saying that these uh, pension funds have to now use the same kind of criteria. Uh, you know, are, are you you know investing in green energy? Do you have right? Are you inclusive? LGBTQ? They're playing politics, folks with your and my retirement funds. I mean, I find that to be outrageous. Uh, they can do that with their own money, but not my pension money, not your pension money, Bo. I, I just want them to find the best return I can get. And this is a real problem throughout the American um, corporate world right now. There is a billionaire by the name of Bill Ackerman, Ackman, I'm sorry, Bill Ackman, who says our economy, Steve, will not function unless regional banks are made whole. Um, and there are there are a lot of regional banks that were hit with trading halts, about 20, this morning. And what he is suggesting is that, long story short, that Joe Biden ought to just say no matter what the state of any of these banks are, whatever whoever they are, the federal government is going to make good. No matter what, no matter what the story, the government make good. It should make good. Is that sound economic policy? No, in my opinion, it's not. Now, look, I don't want to see bank runs. And, and again, I want to go back to say I don't want to scare people unnecessarily. I don't think we are going to see bank runs. But, the, you know, why are we going to bail out banks? you know, that acted inappropriately. There's something, there's a term called moral hazard. And a moral hazard is something where you actually reward person for bad behavior. And that's what we do with these bailouts. We've been doing it for 30 years in, in town. And wh- guess what? It's, it's almost like, you know, if you, uh, if you go to the roulette wheel, you know, and you say, I'm going to put all my money on, you know, number 12. And then number 12 doesn't come in. And, and then they say, oh, okay, the tax bill will give me more money. And then you keep putting on the roulette wheel. You know, that's just rewarding bad behavior. That's exactly what we're doing here. And it is bad economics. 
So in the, so now let's go back for a moment, Steve. Your your view on regulations? You've got Elizabeth Warren out pointing her finger, saying this is all Donald Trump's fault. He yeah. deregulated it, and then you've got other voices chiming in, trying to blame Trump. Number one, I don't think the argument holds because yeah. if you, if it were that much of a problem and you had a problem with it, they've had two years to fix it. This is the first we've heard this peep out mm-hmm. of Elizabeth Warren or any of the other Democrats, but let's just talk for a moment about Dodd-Frank and where we are today with banking regulations. Now, I, Steve, and I've had friends from Canada that say our banks up here would never get into the kind of trouble that we, that you people get into because our banks are very, very tightly regulated, and yours are not. Well, that's actually not true. There's no industry in America that's more regulated than the banking industry. No question about it. It's, it's, it, and by the way, do you know how many, I love this where, uh, Biden is trying to blame Trump for the, uh, failure at S, uh, uh, S, uh, SVB. Valley Bank, S, SVB. Yeah. And the reason, uh, you know, and he's saying, oh, that's, that's because of Trump. Wait a minute. Do you know how many bank failures there were when Trump was president? I don't recall any. Zero. <laughs> Zero. So now we're getting seeing some of these banks fail. Oh, it's Donald Trump's. It's, it would be like, well, he's actually doing this. You know, Biden's saying, oh, the reason the border's out of control is because of Trump. Wait a minute. No, Trump had control of the border. It'd be like Biden saying, oh, the reason we have eight, seven, six, seven, eight, nine percent inflation is because of Trump. No, we didn't have inflation under Trump. All of these problems has, um, have emerged as a result of incompetent and financially reckless behavior in this White House. Now, th- there was also a lot of financial uh, and reckless behavior at, at SVB Bank, too. But, uh, you know, the idea that Trump is responsible for these things, uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not buying that for one single second. Now, also, the conspiracy theorists are out. And this is the last question. And what they're saying is, and all of this, of course, is pre-planned, you know. This is all part of the greater plan to make Americans have less confidence in, in, in cash currency so that we can quickly move to a digital currency. What's your thought about that? No, I mean, look, you know, we saw what's happened with these other, like, I'm, I'm for cryptocurrencies. I think we should have a parallel currency, but, but I don't, look, you saw the failure of a major cryptocurrency just a few months ago. So I think we just have to make American consumers and American workers more cognizant of the risk that you're taking with some of these things. And when you give more and more power to the government, I think that's when you get in big trouble. All in all, I just want to leave with this last word. You were telling people not to panic here. There's not a reason to panic. And I just want, once again, please reiterate for folks, Steve, why they shouldn't panic over this. Because I do not think there's going to be like a, a bank run. You know, you may have a few banks that fail, but if you have, let me be clear about this. If you have less than $250,000 in an account, and that's most of us, then that is 100% federal insured. And now they're saying all of the accounts are going to be insured. And so I don't think individual investors and depositors have anything to worry about. Steve Moore, thank you so much. People can join you on Saturdays for more money. Give the, give the time again. It's right here on WABC. 1 p.m. every Saturday afternoon. 1 p.m. on Saturdays, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Moore, more money. World-renowned economist and a dear friend. Thank you for joining us, Steve. Appreciate you. Thank you, Bob. Take care. WABC Talk Radio 77. Bo Snelly, we're coming back. Your call is going to be part of the program. We've got a few more news stories to catch up with, too. So don't go away. Busy day here on Bo Snelly's Rush Hour.
Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Beverly 7, WABC listeners, get ready. St. Patrick's Day is coming. We've got an exclusive merchandise line. At the WABC Radio store for it, you can celebrate in style. We have green theme hats, T-shirts, glasses, so much more. Whether you're heading out to the St. Pat's Parade or just enjoying a pint with your friends, the WABC St. Patty's Day Collection has got you covered. Don't miss out. Limited time offer. Visit wabcradiostore.com wabcradiostore.com right now. Grab your St. Paddy's Day gear before it's gone and do all we wish you happy St. Pat's Day, St. Patrick's Day from WABC Radio. Anita Breaker brings us back from her debut album Sweet Love. The stuff that we were going over with Steve Moore, I'm, I, I just went through it really quickly. But, folks, this is really, really egregious. You have the risk assessment manager for this bank, the, U, the U.K. branch, who spends her time running around bragging about her queerness and how we want to make the company safe for queer people coming out. Okay, look, and, and again, I'm not anti Homosexual, that's what, fine. What in the hell does that have to do with banking? What does it have to do at all with running a bank? Enough already. Do your job. Keep your sex life at home. But no, and she's out, you know, saying that all this stuff all over the the, 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 the press releases about how, you know, she's the role model when she wasn't, when she was young, there was no role model for a person of color, queer, this, that, and the other. I don't care. And I'm sure the bank investors that were in danger of losing their life savings, I read reports from some of them. Of course, there were some small business companies, not high-tech companies, but they had invested in this bank. They were worried about meeting payroll because they couldn't have access to their money until today. None of this stuff matters. None of this social policy stuff that the bank was doing matters, except that it isn't best practice when it comes to a bank delivering 
the results that they are supposed to deliver for their consumers, for their clients. This politics has taken over everything. And it is not good. Focus, your risk assessment officer is supposed to be focused like a laser on what is the risk to the bank, the bank's exposure, not on trying to come up with a month-long LGBTQ campaign. This is absolute silliness. And hours before this bank, Silicon Valley Bank, is taken over, giving out bonuses. Now, from what I understand, the bonuses were regularly scheduled. They are usually delivered on the second Friday of March, says an unnamed associate of the bank. The bonus was for work that was completed in 2022. I get that. But if you've got a bank going under, and at the moment you're handing out bonuses, some of your clients in the bank, people who have worked hard, invested their money, are in danger of losing their money, it's a bad look. You don't do that. And as for cashing out in the stock, I think that speaks for itself. And yet you have Joe Biden, Democrats, Joe Biden and Janet Yellen rushing out to say, oh, taxpayer money's not involved. Well, that's a blatant lie. They're lying to you again. There is no way for the federal government to bail out something without putting taxpayers on the hook because there's no other way for the federal government to raise money. This is what happens when politics take over sound practices in every step here. Nikki Haley is one of the ones raising her voice to say that this bailout is absolutely wrong, and it is. Let's head to the telephone, shall we? Rob in Secaucus, New Jersey, thank you for waiting. You're up. Hello, uh, Bo. How, how are you? Um, I uh, came across something that I think uh, the listening audience would be uh, uh, would, would benefit tremendously. And it does actually when you get it, It's a documentary. It's a documentary, and it's called State of Mind. And, and I reduced to the URL. I used one of those URL shorteners. And it's Look, I don't, I'm not giving out URL numbers and all that on the show. I don't do it. I don't. But I want you to just tell us what it's about, please, and people can find it. Yes, I think if they if they uh, search state of. Okay, he's not listening. Let's move on. Thank you, uh, Joe in Long Island. You're, you're welcome to WABC. How are you this afternoon, Joe? Good afternoon. Uh, as far as the banks. He cannot let this bank fail because this is his uh, this is his constituency, uh, uh, this kind of wokeness and everything. And and now the great thing about it is, is that this here uh, bank going under or whatever the ballot being bailed out, queers it for all their social agendas. You know, it's it's so ridiculous. And ninety nine years they have the HSC has to pay you back. Anything you lose, 99 years. The FDIC you're talking about? 
Yes. The fe- yes, yes. Okay, the Federal Bank Deposit Insurance Corporation. So you're you're dead in the water no matter what if 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 the bank if you're not getting oh you you I'll wait for it and I'll starve to death or I'll go well Spain, the that, that the publicity Spain. surrounding this the the publicity surrounding the failure of SVB was so great and there were so many voices saying something has to be done before there's a run on banks and there's a panic of course these people decided to action I, what I thought was funny was over the weekend I was following this news in real time when Janet Yellen, head of the Fed, says, oh, there's not going to be a bailout. Within minutes of the story being run that Janet Yellen says there's not going to be a bailout, there was the announcement of a bailout. These people double-talk us, and they act like people are totally stupid. The, bank, yes, this, the banks have been, bought, have been bailed out. And, yes, it is a woke bank. And, and and then you have publications like The Atlantic, I believe, running articles, oh, the conservatives are out there whining about it being woke. I saw another article in Salon that's pretty much attacking people that actually are pointing out to the American public that these what the bank's policies were, that they were investing their energies in liberal political objectives rather than sound banking practices. John in Staten Island, welcome you on WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you, John? Hey, good afternoon. Listen, uh, the, uh, when Obama became president, Biden was vice president. So he had to be the guy behind uh, to help uh, president if there was a problem. So Dodd-Frank came out 2010. 2010 to 2023 is 13 years this thing was in place. Uh Trump didn't have any bank failures under his watch for the four years. Then you have Yeltsin, who worked in the Federal Reserve, jump over to the Treasury. In one year, she's, she, she was going way back when Vi- uh, Biden was vice president. So the bottom line is you had eight years of Bi- Biden being vice president. If he didn't know what he was doing back then and he's here only for two years, oh, my God, please help us. Well, this whole thing with Dodd-Frank to me is interesting. Because you had a lot of banks complaining at the time that Dodd-Frank was too restrictive and that they were tightening money money policy too much. Now you had Trump say, okay, responding to that and the economy thrive. Of course, Trump is the convenient boogeyman for everything that, that, that happens on the Democrat watch. They will never take responsibility for what they actually do or don't do. Again, I don't know enough about it to be totally fair. I don't know enough about the regulation of banks to tell you if Trump's deregulating one or two of the Dodd-Frank rules impacted this. I'm still trying to read up on it. But it doesn't matter to me because if it were a problem, day one, the look, day one, the Biden administration started rolling back Trump-era regulations that they didn't like. If they didn't like this one, they could have rolled it back as well. So within the now, blame Donald Trump is disingenuous, and it pretty much tries to shift accountability for their governance onto Donald Trump. Can't have it both ways. Either you're in charge or you're not. If you're in charge and you think that Trump's regulations were harmful, well then, what did you do about them? 
You don't wait till a crisis and then say, oh, 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 the last guy did this. I remember Rush used to talk about Bill Clinton and, and what a change he was from previous presidents. Harry Truman, the buck stops, stops here. And he used to say of Bill Clinton, the buck never got here. Well, that's the same thing we're hearing now from, from Joe Biden and his administration. Oh, the buck never got here. We're not responsible. Let's blame everything that happens on our watch negative on Donald Trump. It's pathetic. It is not leadership. It is not governance. Before we go to the break, just let me state the policy so people understand I'm not trying to be rude. I had a guy that was every week calling in giving the name of a book that he thought people should read. Lo and behold, it turned out to be one of these books from some crackpot neo-Nazi garbage, which, of course, I would never advocate on this program. Look, I can't control what people read, watch, see, but I can control what they try to push on this program. So I've just decided we're not going to do that. We're not going to be giving out websites and all that stuff because I can't vet it before they do it. So if you're calling and you want to talk about something and cite it, okay, but no websites, no book names, et cetera, et cetera. Not going to do that. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy, here with you on WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming back, more of your calls, more news right after this. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. As Britton Simpson brings us back on WABC, it seems to hang on. There's a story you can find on the Daily BS. That would be the dailybs.com, and you can also sign up there for my twice-a-day news blast, powered by American Wire News. This one is by the staff writer, Melissa Fine. Groups like the AARP and the ACLU push harder for Biden administration to increase immigrant prison voting ahead of the 2024 elections. A coalition comprised of more than 50 left-wing organizations, including AARP and ACLU, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, the League of Women Voters, and uh, we said the NAALCP, are pushing the Biden administration to increase voter registration and turnaround among new immigrants and those who are in federal custody awaiting their trials ahead of the 2024 elections. So they, they're making a push for the criminal vote, and for new immigrants. Now, what have liberals 
been whining about recently? Well, everything. But among the everything is that they call, anytime a conservative starts talking about the changing demographics, they say, oh, there they go. They're supporting the great, the great replacement theory. That's rooted in white nationalism. This is what's in this story is exactly what liberals have been saying us to us for the last 25 years, that there is a change that is happening in voting thanks to immigration, that America is becoming less white. That's what they say. And those votes that will be replaced by what they call people of color, immigrants. Here they are engaging in, quote-unquote, the so-called great replacement theory. And yet, if you talk about it, they want to deem you some kind of racist, if you are white, some kind of racist, or bigot for talking about what it is they are doing. Now, am I surprised that AARP is in the middle of this? No. They've been sending stuff to my house forever. I just, I don't even read it. I shred it as soon as it comes in. And I'm not saying you, hey, if you remember AARP, you like this stuff, hey, have at it. I'm not, and I'm not all for boycotts and all this stuff. But I'm just telling you, I shred the crap. I had it with AARP when they supported Obamacare. And they kept trying to walk both sides of the fence. Oh, we're not liberal. Hell yeah, they're a liberal organization. Politically, anything that liberals want, the AAP seems, AARP seems to go right along with it. So they can keep their phony little AARP card and all their discounts and all the rest of that crap. Let's go to Peter in Morristown. How are you, Peter? Hey, Paul. How you doing? Good. Say, uh, this is really disturbing. You know, you're talking about these banks and how they're defaulting, but you're not looking at the big picture of the total government and its treasuries in which the U.S. government has to raise its debt ceiling in order to cover the treasuries in order when they pay out. Now, they pay out uh, during refunding on these uh um, Treasury inflationary notes and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, in order to bail out these banks, they're not really looking at the big picture when it comes down. Well, believe me, I am looking at the big picture, which is all of this phony money, this money that we don't have that once again is being spent to build to bail out a bunch of woke lefties. And as for the debt ceiling. If you listen to this program regular, you have heard, regularly, you have heard me talk about this debt ceiling and how if the Republicans do not get massive spending cuts in agreement for this, and just last week, the Biden administration was sending their spokeswoman out again saying, oh, we want a clean debt ceiling bill. No way. The Republicans have to demand massive spending cuts if they want to raise in this debt ceiling. Well, well. Busy Monday, time is up. Again, you heard Steve Moore. If you're inclined to panic over the stuff in the news, let's not panic. No reason to panic. At the same time, what is going on here, with a, with the lack of accountability from this administration, 
and with this idea that they can just print enough money to give their cronies whatever they need to stay afloat. This is crony capitalism at work. It is not capitalism. It is not market-driven capitalism. It is crony capitalism, and it is egregious. That's it for me today. May God bless, my friends, all of you, each of you, and your families. And thank you for being here. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow, God willing, same time. Right here on WABC, we are the crown jewel of American radio. Thank you for being here today. Hopefully, we'll all join forces again tomorrow. Bye. Bye.